Welcome to Be Insanely Great. What do we got, Riley? How are we doing today? We're doing well. How are you doing, Joe? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> All right. So let's let's see, because I think this touches on a lot of different episodes that we've had in the past, and so we could sort of collect a lot of different examples together. Are there examples of individuals who have pursued their dreams with self-belief and intentionality, ultimately achieving their aspirations? Like, who are your favorites that we've spoken about, or are there more that you haven't really touched on yet? So in terms of people, famous people that we all can relate to and know, from what I can recall in this moment, the people that we've talked about are Oprah, uh, J-Lo, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Steve Jobs, every one of these people, we have this conception that we that people are in this this state of life in which they have all this abundance and and wealth and and this, that, and the other. And you know, the reality is if you look at the origin story of all of these people, they really didn't start with much. They started with what, with the belief in themselves, unshakable confidence, and continuously making choices toward something that they define in their life that they want. And, you know, what was interesting is, is in a previous episode, we talked about uh, Elton John and when he was at Abbey Road Studios and he was writing songs and he was a songwriter and he, he didn't, he said it, he said, I, he had no conception of being this Elton John singer songwriter. You know, I think he's, he was Reggie Dwight or that's his name, right? Reginald Dwight. You know, he didn't have any aspirations for that, but he had decided that he wanted to do, you know, he wanted to do songwriting. And then he said he wanted to, to be a session musician and, and he started making little steps towards something. And so that could be something that's within our own, you know, professions, within our own lives, within, you know, something, a job that we want or, or something that we want to do for ourselves. And so it's, it's, it's really about, you know, with all of these people understanding that not accepting what anybody says that contradicts what, what, what we believe that we want, that we've defined for ourselves. Right. And that could be something huge. And if it's something huge, it's breaking that down into manageable chunks that we can actually realize progress towards. And we can actually get excited about doing little things and realizing that every moment is an opportunity to make that choice. And every moment, all potentials exist. And so if we're, if we're doing something or, or even, even just feeling the feeling, you know, cause we're talking about making choices. We're talking about doing things, but taking a step back, Per the mechanics of quantum physics, if we can think it and we can feel it, we have to be it before it actually becomes. And you're saying, and you're probably like, oh, wait a minute. So this guy's saying, this guy's saying, you know, you got to think about it. You got to feel it. But then you also got to do it. Like, how does that all work? Here's the, here's the truth of the matter. It's different. It's a little bit different for everybody, depending on where you are in your own journey and depending on where you are in your own belief in yourself and depending on where you are in your own level of mindset and awareness to be able to, first of all, reflect on circumstances within our lives that, that, that lead to certain things and have led to certain things. And at the same token, being able to, to trust that that where where we are now is exactly where we need to be in this moment in in what it is whatever we're trying to do in our lives even whether we figured that out or not whether we figured that out or not and that's okay if we figured that out great and if you know what if we change our mind tomorrow that's great too you know whatever it is 
but being being aware to the fact that we're we're whatever we're doing or whatever we're thinking about or whatever we're feeling that we're focusing on the thoughts and the feelings that that we want and again I'll, i've said this before and i'll say it again and i'll i'll say it often it's challenging when things happen to us in our lives and 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 i'll say happen to us for a moment when things happen to us whether whether people say things that completely take us off guard and and we feel a certain way with anxiety or negative emotions in which people you know violated our trust or said things that contradicted what we know is our know is truth to be able to stand guard and say and say and say no that's not so i don't accept that i don't accept that <laughs> that's that's challenging but i will tell you that over time it gets easier it gets easier but the first step is being able to say in that moment and 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 to say you know i i'm not accepting this i i know who i am i know what i know what i'm about i know my values and i and i and i know my principles and i know what i've accepted as truth and i know from from my inner feelings you know who i am right now right and i know that that what what whatever circumstances have happened in the world and then i'll transition to being happening for for me and for us and not to us right and and having that perspective be be shifted and and looking at things as 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 i've said before when things come across that are that are challenges that are struggles do we get caught up in it and then and then squashed like the waves there was this quote we'll, we'll find we'll find i can't recall right now who who said it but it's like the quote was is if you if you don't become the ocean you'll get seasick very fast you know it's like it's like if you're not the ocean and you're not you're not in 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 command of exactly what your thoughts and our thoughts and our feelings are in the moment and every present moment will will very quickly get seasick by the waves of, of of life right and and having to and having to be part of that and i'll just i'll give an example from uh walt disney i was watching the imaginary story on on disney plus and incredible story the whole, the whole history of all of that and how that happened and we talked about imagineers can we can we be the imagineer of our life can we do that you know, and then they even utilize certain principles of imagination and engineering to, to our benefit in our life, not just in our profession, but in our profession, too. If that's a good thing that we want to do, absolutely. But when Walt Disney was was originally trying to start Disneyland, everybody told him, no, this is the worst idea. Nobody's going to want to go there. It's it's why do you want to do that? Those places are dirty. And he said, it's because my is my my park is going to be better than that. My park won't be those things. Right. And so he originally pitched the idea to the city of Burbank and the city of Burbank said no. And what happened? He stormed out. It was incredibly aggravated because because the city said we didn't want it. They didn't want the traffic or they didn't want all this stuff. And so Disneyland might not have happened if the city of Burbank said yes. <laughs> right? And so these things happen and we think of them as failures and we think of them as these things that are completely changing the course of our path. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But if we can understand that sometimes not sometimes but i believe very strongly at least through my own experiences that every time these things are happening for us to push us in a different direction to help us understand the circumstances of something that we can learn from and then make make something better whether it's that thing or something that it puts us in a in a different place that we wouldn't have considered before had this thing not happened you know for us right and so i think those are the things that that at least I've observed with these with with these incredible people that are among the most influential that have walked among us, as as Einstein has said, and as I have 
said many, many times throughout many of the episodes, you know, it's, it's really just being present and, and, and appreciating, you know, the moment, which in and of itself is a challenge, is a challenge. And I'll go back to the, which I haven't talked about this in a while, but, but meditation and, and the word meditation in and of itself, if you haven't seen that episode, we are all meditating all the time. We are all meditating all the time. Meditation means to become familiar with. And so whatever we're thinking about it, whatever we're feeling, we are meditating upon that. And that creates our reality based on the mechanics of quantum physics. It's that simple. And so if we're meditating on all those things that we don't want, and we're meditating on all those things that are outside of us, and we've not consciously, in the conscious awareness, taking any moments to say, let me meditate on, on feeling a feeling of, of, of joy or feeling a feeling of, of love inside or trying to connect with our intuition that's inside of us, right? As Einstein said, building on that quote, the most influential people that have ever walked among us first connect with their spiritual, their in, inner selves, and then only then do they connect with their physical selves. And as I've said before, and then only then do they become known as the most influential people that have walked among us, right? And then some of you are probably saying, I don't want to be the most influential. And that's fine too. No one says that. No one says you needed to be. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that these people that we look up to in our societies, these people that we look up to in our lives, whether they be famous or not famous or just, or just important in our own lives, they, they have a connection with their intuition. They have a connection with what's inside to where they can express their feelings and they can be genuine and they can be real. Can we be real with one another? Right? It's like when we're authentic, it's, we're so much more engaged. When we're authentic with one another and in conversations and, and there's no fakeness, there's no facade. It's just the, our genuine selves and we're expressing that. It's just such a more memorable discussion and 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 to even have the awareness first to be present in that discussion without looking at our phones is the first step is the first step right and so and i'll admit like that was me that was me i would be at i would be in a meeting or i'd be at lunch or i'd be at dinner i even be in a conversation with my wife and you know we're both on our phones you know nothing wrong with that but like is it possible that another opportunity exists to be present and to be engaged and to see what that feels like and if there's so so some of us out there and, and those of us out there that have that connection that feel that intuition that have you know if if not a if not a um an incredibly strong feeling of of that or or sense of things then then it's something that we've we've felt on occasion but that's something that I'm here to tell you that at least in my experience and I believe in my heart and my soul, that's something that we can build and talk about leverage. What? Leverage? We can leverage this energy. This energy is real. This is the energy of life. Energy of life. What? Tell me about it. I know this is crazy. This guy's flailing his arms and doing all this stuff and talking so fast and has all this energy. This is the energy of life. I feel genuinely like the i have the energy of a child with the awareness of an adult what you know that's incredible i still say that and my guy just got goosebumps again it's incredible to even conceive that that's a thing you know you asked me this six eight months ago is that something possible i'd say what the hell are you talking about man go away that's crazy talk you know but now and today absolutely 
Absolutely. And the, the incredible thing is, is it's continuing to grow. The feeling is blossoming. You know, I've mentioned in a previous episode, the first time I meditated, my body was like tingling like a tuning fork. You know, that doesn't happen to everybody, depending on the level of intensity that we can get into on, on, on certain meditations. But I can tell you now that it's it's gotten more intense. It's like and and it and it and it and it's different every time. But I can tell you over time, at, uh, over time, it's nature. It's just nature. You know, me looking everywhere. That's birds. That's butterflies. That's squirrels. That's you know all that stuff. So um, thank you for allowing me to do that as I as I digress and and, and appreciate that 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 that's around us. But yeah, it's like. It's incredible. It's like, again, it's like an instrument that's that's that that I'm just learning how to play just now, you know, and it's and, and to be able to express that and be able to be able to feel that and to be able to engage with people and not be uncomfortable in circumstances with 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 people I've never met before. That was not me. That was not me. I wanted nothing to do with those circumstances. I barely wanted to speak. You know, and 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 it got better as I got older, where I was more engaged, and it was just like it was pleasantries, and you know, there were certain moments of engaging conversation, absolutely. But now, you know, it's like it's on another level, and it's just so rewarding. And time flies. There's no time. Time doesn't exist in these moments in which this energy is 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 expressing like this. It's like we we you know before we know it it's already been you know whatever and who cares because no one's paying attention because we're so engaged. Nobody cares about that. And it starts to be something that we think about less and less and we're trying to say how do I get into more present moments? How do I look at Einstein's theory of relativity and say what can I do with this? Who cares? Like, why should I care about this? Really? Like, why should I care about the theory of relativity? Who cares? Great that he figured it out. I'm no scientist. I don't really care. Why should I care? Well, when it's defined as something that we can, we can, we can be in the positive flux of, and we don't think about time, why wouldn't we try? And, and, you know, as I've said previously, we use these words and these words have these labels. I'm only using relativity as a word that for us to get excited, for us to get excited about something that somebody so intelligent and so influential in our society for the last hundred years has came up with and discovered. And, you know, as, as Einstein says, logic only takes you from A to B. Imagination takes you everywhere. Imagination takes you everywhere, everywhere. And so I don't know how far I strained off from that original question, Riley, but I, I hope I answered it. But I, I just want to emphasize, like, we, we talk about a lot of things on our show and, you know, a lot of different people, but there's a common thread. The common thread is so many different people said so many different things that are, that are very much alike. So many people accomplish so many incredible things that are very much alike. And if we take those things that have happened those choices that were made, those thoughts and feelings that 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 originated, and then the actions that were taken, and then and then all of those things that actually happened, and we look and we try and connect those dots, those dots. It all it all comes to having an awareness of of like what is it that I'm doing here right now? What is you know what am I doing and why am I doing it? And in challenging ourselves to ask that, and a lot of times we're not going to have that answer right away, and that's okay. But if we don't, then tomorrow ask it again. 
And, and it doesn't have to be every day. It could be two weeks from now. It could be two years from now. Everybody's on their own path. Everybody does their own thing. Everybody makes their own choices. That's totally cool. And that's the best thing about life is we're all in our own world. We're all in our own world, right? And the less we, the less we focus on everything around us, not to say that it's not important, not to say that it's not valuable, not to say that there isn't elements of that that are integral to our lives. Absolutely. But can we start with us first? If every one of us made choices towards things that we want, and then every one of us started to make more selfless choices and choices out of love and not out of fear, what would happen? Imagine that. Imagine that. Right? Like the community episode, uh, 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 Chaos Theory. What was that name of that episode, Riley? Uh, I think Remedial Chaos Theory. Yes, I watched that episode. It was 22 minutes. You know, they they threw the Yahtzee. You know, all these crazy things happened in five instances. And the one instance where everybody was kind of going with the flow and was very supportive and everything, everything was so much like it. Like it's incredible. And, and, and these shows that are out there that that are starting to do that more, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, that movie, um, Natasha Leone, your two shows, <laughs> like you know, all these things are these things are out there and these things are happening and they're happening more and more frequently, and it's incredible to see, you know, a big door prize. What you know, these people go line up at a machine and then they tell them their life potential and the life potential, and then they realize that that and I don't it hasn't been clearly articulated in the show, but I see it is that the life potential that's told by them by the machine is based on their awareness now. That can change. That can change in a moment, right? And and to realize that that actually is reality. That is reality. And talk about a way of art and communicating and conveying that to society. And listen, I'll be the first to admit is some people and, and a lot of people, and this is totally cool, like aren't ready for that. And everybody's ready for that at their own time, if they're even, and it's okay to never be. And, and there's no judgment. There's no, you know, anything whatsoever. But, you know, for, for those of us that are, that are there, that are in it, that realize that, that get excited about that, what? All potentials exist. And, you know, I can get excited about one little thing that I achieved today. And then there's some days as I was, as I was, you know, happened to me this week where I, I had such a great morning and then I had a great early afternoon and something happened in the early afternoon that I struggled with for several hours. I'm like, man, this is not happening. I had an expectation of it happening a certain way and I didn't get beyond 2% of what I wanted to achieve because I thought it was going to be a certain thing. And I got, and I was just so disappointed and I was, and I was like, man, I, I thought this was going to be easier. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a little bit less challenging. And I just got, I got, I got into a mood and it was, it was like, what, you know, why am I doing this? And I had to ha I had to get snap out of it. I had to snap out of it. I had to get into that awareness and say, all right, what's going on? Look at your day and an amazing morning. You did this, you did that. You accomplished this, you accomplished that because of one thing that you had an expectation. I had an expectation of something and I thought I, I wanted to achieve X and I achieved 0.01% of X, right? And I, and I got upset and I allowed that to consume my thoughts for like, I would say, honestly, a few hours, a few hours and I was upset, right? And, and so it's being able to have the command of our thoughts and realize we have that potential, we have that power, we have that power. Right. And that power originates with with what's inside. 
the energy that we have. That's what's inside. And that's something that we can build a relationship with. That's something that we can leverage. That Imagine we connect with our intuition and then we have something that guides us. We have something that that we're not having the question or overanalyze or overthink about things. I used to overanalyze everything. Every single little thing needed to be overanalyzed. Every single little thing. Now it's, do, are there things I analyze? Absolutely. But I'd say it's it's 90% going with my what I feel that's the right thing to, to be doing and, and, and trusting myself. And that's the thing is that we second guess ourselves, you know, and even when things aren't, and, and especially when things aren't happening as fast as we want, you know, you're probably sitting there saying, well, Joe, you know, I tried thinking, I tried feeling, you know, I tried this meditation stuff, you know, but, but it's not happening. What's happening? To that, I say, I get it. That happens to me, right? I do that. I go through that. I, I, I occasionally let go daggers of doubt and, and throw spears of fear at my own thoughts and feelings. It's just, an, it's just something that we've been conditioned as a society to do, whether it's too good to be true or whether it's something that because it hasn't happened yet, we start to have doubts, right? It's a matter of, of trusting that we own the outcome. This is what we want. And then trusting the universe to own the process. Trust the universe to own the process. And again, this isn't, this is a journey. This is a journey. This is not, we're all here on this journey of life. And, and looking at life in a way of, of, of with gratitude and with appreciation and with, you know, the little things, looking at the little things of a, you know, a flower, a butterfly, a bird, you know, nature. It's like when we get immersed in nature, something changes within us, I think. I feel that. You know, I was at a dinner last night. We were talking about this, and it was, it was kind of a, it was a business dinner. And they said, and one of, the, one of the questions somebody asked to kind of get everybody engaged in the discussion was, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you do? And I had to think about that. And, I, and the first thing I said is, I kind of like what I do now. Like, do I have, they said, no, you got to pick something else. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well. I would just want to be in nature. And then, then, the, then the, 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 the jolly Italian next to me says, like a hippie? And I'm like, no, like, see, you're labeling, labeling me already because I want to be in nature. I'm a hippie? No. Like, I just want to be in nature to appreciate what it is that has such an element of perfection in every moment built in, built into it, right? Whether, whether it's one of the most incredible experiences I've had in my life was my wife and I went to San Francisco and we happened to go on a, 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 a detour one day to Mere Woods with these giant redwoods and, you know, a beautiful park. And, and like I've never experienced anything like that up until that point in, from a nature perspective. And it was just so transformative and beautiful and peaceful and just like awe-inspiring. You know, and then someone shared that they went to Glacier National Park in Montana and, you know, they, it, it was like it was like rekindled the feelings of, of when when he was there and and like the awe inspiring thing of the, the, the awesomeness and the grandness of that. Right. That that look at look at this and, and that it's not just a landscape on my computer like this is right in front of me. You know what I mean? It's like literally it's what? Look at this thing. You know, it's incredible. It's an, and at the largest scale and in that smallest scale too. I can't remember if it's if it's if it's Emerson or it's it's one of these one of these uh, these these writers who who talked about being in nature and he talked about saw, the word sauterning and and to to sauterne is to like walk 
through nature and appreciate it in a way in which we 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 might not have ever seen before because we're focused on other things, right? And Riley, can you check that? I can't remember. I think it's Emerson that is it. Um, he referred to nature as a universal being in many of his lectures. Is it Emerson? I'm not seeing anything with saw turning, but I may have misspelled it. Yes, do do uh, it might have been. Um, Thoreau, it might have been one of these, but if you look up uh, Sautern, you know, S A Sautern, Sauterning nature, he, whoever was by the lake, man, see what happens. You just ask one question, we thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what the original question. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I think we got to it. So here's another thing that I think I find uh, since listening to this show, and I think one of the greatest things that you you've said on this show. Uh, since being part of the show, one of the greatest things that you've, you've said on the show is let's start with the baseline of perfection. And since really keeping that in my mind, you know, day in, day out and all the things that Steve Harvey says, of course, as well. But um, I, I think one of the things that I've really come to appreciate is that uh, I think people really like sports, professional sports, because I think those are people who are at the absolute top of their game. And if you look at it in a certain way, I think it is people who are we're watching these accomplished athletes really live in these moments of what seem like spontaneous perfection, but really it's something that they have put a mindset towards and have cultivated to a point where they're at the very top of their game. And that is why people like it so much is you're witnessing something that would not be possible unless people cultivated this mindset over and over and over again and sort of tilled that soil, planted the seed, grew it to the point where they can do something at such an incredible level. And one of the things that you always say about the show is that we're putting sparks out there. We're putting sparks out there for people to sort of get there. So, like, how did you start noticing spontaneous moments of perfection? Where did that come from for you? And how did you how did you how did you grow that feeling into something where you felt like it was becoming more and more of your life? To be completely honest, I can't recall exactly when I first had that notion. But if I reflect back, as I mentioned on my trip to Mere Woods, you know, I looked at that. I, I didn't realize it at the time. Right. It's like I was in it and I appreciated it and I enjoyed it. But I didn't I didn't reflect on it so much as to understand what that meant and what that could mean in my life and how I might be able to change my perspective on that. Right. And I think that only when I made the conscious choice to meditate on everything else except for what's outside in my world and and focus on just being silent and being quiet and having stillness right um like only then did i start seeing things and having a different lens on things and it was almost like once i started doing that and i started focusing in and i started being still and taking 20 minutes a day originally and then and then still having the you know, it's like we say having the discipline. Again, I was at dinner last night, incredible people. And, you know, we talked about discipline. And, you know, this, this, this young woman, she was in the army, you know, for six years and, you know, incredible person. And, and she's, 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 she's you know, people talk about discipline or like, you know, it's like this regimented thing. You got to do this. You got to do that. No, it just means own your shit. It just means own it. And if you're going to do it, do what you say you're going to do. It's literally that simple. Right. And then and then and then allowing yourself and giving yourself credit when we do that. Right. And so only when I was able to connect consistently with 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 stillness, with silence, with with 
And in the beginning, you're saying, you know, I'm saying stillness and silence, but I use guided meditations. You know, is that a contradicting thing? No, because it's like that guided meditation, you know, for originally, as I mentioned in a previous episode, Bob Proctor, the abundance meditation that's 20 minutes. That was my start. Like that helped me focus on things that that were not anything I've really thought about before for for a period of time to focus on and, and think about my body and thinking about, you know, this this he calls it like a lavender energy, you know, cleansing and, and going all throughout your body. You know, it's like these simple things. You're like, oh, it's lavender energy. What the hell? You know, that's not real, whatever. You know, but but again, if, if the mechanics of quantum physics that have been that have been qualified and 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 tested say that how you think and how you feel, why not? Again, because it's a mystical thing that's not of of what we visually see with our eyes and our feel with our and see and hear and touch with our senses. And we don't we don't believe it. That's discounting so much that that makes it such a limited perspective. That's allowing us to only dictate our world by the 5% of stuff we actually see. 95% of what all that is, we can't even see. We don't know what it is, right? So only when I was able to consistently do that was I able to start looking at the small things. What I was, And when I was reading certain things from Joe Dispenza and Bob Proctor and Deepak Chopra and, and all these other people, and starting to put some of the pieces together and and starting to see that, you know, they did that too. They appreciated the small things every once in a while. And here's the interesting thing is that a lot of times these people started realizing the small things way later in life. And they would say, you know, they would say that. And I'm like, well, why can't we do that now? And then realizing that when when we appreciate those small things, that it starts to frame our perspective differently. It starts to allow us to remove the 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 cloudiness from our from our, from around our soul where our emotions are stored in our body and if our soul that's within us and our spirit and our intuition and whatever we want to call this energy like that's the energy that beats our heart when someone dies how do we qualify they're dead their heart stops beating and that's the energy that beats our heart that's the energy that pumps our blood that's the that's the energy right and so why can't it be that simple that when we connect and start feeling and connecting with that energy, that that allows us to appreciate the simplicity of life, the perfection of that. I don't have to think about breathing. I don't, I'm thankful. Certainly there are people that have to do that, but on a general scale and scope of, of life, we don't have to think about pumping blood to every part of our body. We don't think about our growing our hair. We don't think about growing our toenails. We don't think about when we walk, you know, like like our muscles moving in the way they got to move in order for us to walk. We just walk. <laughs> we just walk. You know, I just move my arms. I just do what I want to do. It's all it's instantaneous. It happens right away. Right. So how is that? How is that not something that's perfect? It's reflecting. It was it was connecting with the energy first and then starting to reflect on the world that I was in and seeing things around me and and just the super simple things and of a flower and how perfect it is and how perfectly round and symmetrical, you know, and then and then and then looking at the mechanics of the 50 to 70 trillion cells in my body, in all of our bodies that just do what they got to do, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> that in and of itself, that in and of itself. And then we look out into the depths of space with the James Webb telescope, and there's these galaxies that, that produce billions and billions of stars, yet within us, we have 70, one galaxy has billions of stars, but within us, we have 50 trillion cells. What? <laughs> what? 
and then and then and then looking at science and looking at the electron, this thing that's the the electron that's a fundamental particle, and it's not just a particle; it's a wave. You know, when when the electron was first discovered as a particle, the guy that discovered it, he got the Nobel Prize. You know what the funny thing is? His son also got the Nobel Prize. You know what? For what? For realizing the electron is not just a particle, but it's a wave. It's a wave too. It it's does both states. And also it's so round. The electron is so round that if, you know, the what we measure today, and I've said this in a previous episode, if, if an electron was the size of the earth and the sugar crystal was an imperfection, we could find that. They spent decades trying to create the way to measure that, and they still can't find an imperfection. And the electrons lifespan is equivalent to five quintillion times the current age of the universe. What? Boom. (laughs) Talk about a mind-blowing thing to conceive of. And that negative charged particle is, is literally attached to every element of matter that exists in our body, in our worlds. What? (laughs) What? How is that not perfection? And to realize that our problems and our things, and we say, oh, that's not perfect, that's not perfect. And and yes, we all have a definition of perfection that we that we strive for and and that we're 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 trying to to achieve. But in looking at perfection as a baseline, it's like if we have the perspective that that everything in our lives happens for us, then why is it not perfect? Because if it's happening for us, then it's happening. Then we're and we're looking at is, is all right. What am I? What do I need to figure out here? What am I trying? What do I? What's the what's the lesson in this? What's the what's the thing I need to learn so I can improve my awareness? So I can improve my 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 state of life, right? Or I just need to go through this to be able to understand a certain thing in a certain way that I wouldn't have understood it in any other way. And and no matter how it could have happened in any other way, it wouldn't have been as meaningful. It, it wouldn't have resonated. I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have paid as much attention to it if it hadn't happened for me in this way. Right. And so when we start to look at things like that, things just start to fall into place. You know, as Steve, as Steve Jobs said, and many others have said, it's like, you know, we need to be able to look back on our on our on our lives and reflect on things and and connect the dots and then trust that the dots will connect in our future. Right. But he's he's basically saying, trust the universe. If you keep again, if you if we can look back on our lives and, and I think most of us can say, man, Look at the incredible series of events that had to have happened in order for us, in order for me to be right here with these set of circumstances. And and for those of us that are that are feeling in a in a in a in a good place and are grateful for it, you know, we can we can do that more easily than those that think, oh, I'm I'm in the worst worst place possible or whatever, right? But if we can look at certain elements of our lives, not our that's the other thing is can we break down certain elements of our lives that, that we feel that are, you know, really great or or you know, at one point we're not great. So yeah, I was watching this. I, I this came across this interview in which Giannis Antetokounmpo was asked a question by a reporter, and the question was something around along the lines of, like they were we're not doing good and calling it a failure or something. I can't recall the question exactly, but Giannis he was like, oh, "Man, really? You're asking me that question again?" And he basically went into this into this explanation, and he said. Listen, let me ask you something, Mr. Reporter. He's like, every day you work, what are you working towards? You're trying to get a promotion, right? So you didn't get a promotion this year. Are you a failure, right? Is, did that happen? You know, you're trying to provide for your family. Are you a failure because you didn't get a promotion this year, 
right? He said, and then he said, then he used Michael Jordan. He's like, Michael Jordan played 15 years in the NBA. He only won champion. He only won six championships. Is he a failure during those nine seasons? No, it's, he's not a failure during those nine seasons, right? And so he was adding perspective in such a unique and, and, and incredible way that I appreciated so much because we ask ourselves these, we ask ourselves these questions. We ask others these questions. We make criticisms. We make judgments of people, right? Because they're failures. No, no, right? And it doesn't need to be that way. And so if, if, if we looked at failures as opportunities for us to learn, as opportunities for us to understand an element of life that, that we would not have gained the level of understanding that we needed to if it didn't happen to us or for us in that, in, in that specific way, why isn't that perfection, right? Why can't that be perfection? And that's and that brings up another concept of understanding. It was so interesting. I was watching the Imagineering story on on Disney Plus, and and it talked about that that Walt Disney wanted to build these uh, these rides for the World's Fair in New York in 1964. And I thought it was so interesting that they said that the World's Fair in 1964 was supposed to usher in a a new age of 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 peace through understanding. What happened? What happened? That was in 1964. Did we forget about that? What happened? Why are we do? Why are we doing that more often? So often, people don't want to try and understand. They just want to say what they want to say to say what they want to say without trying to understand perspective. Can we understand one each one another? Can we understand that everybody has a different perspective? Just as the sun sun shines on every one of us, and we all see it in a we all see the sun in a different way, depending on where we are. Everybody has their own perspective. If we can try and understand everybody's perspective. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, and it's, and having that understanding and realizing that is brings us back to the perfection of, of life, the perfection of, of things happening and, and happening for us. And, and just, and again, that's, that's a concept that, I think even sometimes I, I I challenge myself to think about and to and to understand and to appreciate. And there's a level of gratitude there that just has to exist at some level. That you know the flowers can bloom, the sun can rise, the the trees can grow, the birds can fly. You know all these things happen in such an organic way without anybody getting involved. And then all these functions that happen in our bodies naturally without us having to think about it. Like, how is that not perfection? Crazy, crazy to not at least consider that perspective, right? At least consider it. And then, and then, and then if we can accept that, it's like so many of our worries in which we're chasing something that's perfection, like immediately dissolve and evaporate because we're not chasing something. We're able to be present. And of course, there's always things that we want to work towards and always things that, you know, you're probably saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said, we don't want to be chasing something, but then you say you want to be chasing. What I'm saying is, is that, is that being present should be the priority always, because when we're present, we're, we're not thinking about time, which is a constraint that, that constrains all of our lives. When we're present, we can appreciate the small things because when if we're being real and we're present, all we can conceive of it's what's, is what's literally within our realm of our senses. Right? Whether we can see, whether we can feel, whether we can touch, whether we can smell, 
right? And so, and so can we start there? Can we start there and then start building on that and then start trusting that when we, when we, when we feel things, we, we go with them more frequently when, when opportunities present themselves in our lives, like a call I got from a friend last night, <laughs> you know, at six o'clock when I'm in the middle of cooking dinner, I need you to go to this dinner with me. I haven't heard from him in several months. What are you talking about? That's crazy. But you know what? I'm going to go because I haven't seen you in several months. And, you know, it's a spontaneous thing, even though it's an hour and a half away. Let's go. Let's go. You know, why not? Let's, let's have an experience that I wasn't planning on having today. Why not? You know, the universe gives us these things. And so often we say, no, 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 because we want to, because it's comfortable, because it's comfortable. And I can tell you from my experience that I did, I, I would say no, absolutely all the time. Absolutely. But when we start to say yes to things and we start to go with the flow of things, it's like that becomes less uncomfortable. And what used to be uncomfortable becomes comfortable. And, and, and over time, a shift happens. A shift happens where we're not, we're not always chasing something. We're present and we're working towards that in the present moment. But we're not chasing it because we're not disappointed because we aren't there yet. We're grateful for being here. We're grateful for having achieved and trusting who we are. And knowing who we are and knowing, knowing what we're doing now is, and, and what we're feeling now, what we're thinking now is, is constructive towards what we want in our lives. And that's like, it's like saying, God, like I'm, I'm creating my life. It's like we, we go from reacting to everything in our lives to creating our lives. <laughs> like, what? I can create my life, but I just have to be present. Yes, that's hard in the beginning because we're so used to it. We're conditioned over years and years, decades, decades, our entire lives. That's all we've done. But just as easily as a, as a building that took years to build can come down in, a, in seconds with the explosives, like we can start to make progress to, 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 do, to be in a mindset and an awareness toward what we want to where, yes, perfection can be the baseline. And it's a level of perfection that we're constantly working on improving. And the, and the perfection as a baseline literally is just qualifying it for this present moment. That's all it is. For this present moment, everything is perfect. For this present moment. And if the next present moment, we want to make it more perfect than a prior present moment, then great, because we planted a seed then to say we're going to make choices to then be in a future present moment that that moment is more perfect than the prior moment. That's the perspective of perfection as a baseline. That's the perspective of constantly improving on that baseline. And then when we use it as a baseline, we remove the stress from ourselves. We burden ourselves with all this stress, right? We say perfectionist is like a disease. I say for the way we've defined it as society, absolutely. But when we say we're starting with perfection and in every moment it's perfect and we're building on that, it's like, it's like the burden is gone. It's like we can breathe. We can just be. And then we can be fearless because we don't have to be afraid that it's not, it's not, you know, the perfect the way that others might qualify it as. It's perfect right now. And that's what matters. Yeah.